0: Time is 9:02 a.m. and this is the coffee table. I'm Kathleen Gustafson, and it is not just Bike to Work Week coming up next week, but the whole month is Safe Biking Month.
1: May is Bike Month.
0: May is Bike Month. There it is, and that is the voice of Adele Person. You're representing Homer Drawdown this morning, right? Indeed. And also Bradley Parsons from the Independent Living Center. Good morning. Good morning. And Chief Mark Roble from the Homer Police Department. Good, good morning. Good morning. How about Dale Banks? Can you read me, Dale? Good morning.
2: Yes. Good morning. Ah,
0: there you are. And here I've been. And you are also representing Drawdown, but also there's there are I got so much good information on trails and bikes just preparing for this over the course of the last week. There's uh, information from Homer Cycling Club, there's the Homer Trails Alliance, there's the Independent Living Center, so we have plenty of information to get to but the first thing I want to start with is, now that everyone has been introduced, is the Bike to Work and School Week which is what's coming up starting May 15th. So Dale, can I start with you, Dale Banks, to talk about bike to work and school week and the things that are going to happen? And then I want to hear from everybody. Yeah, you everybody. bet. Go ahead, Dale.
2: Sure, Kathleen. Thank you. First, let me um, let me say again, Homer Drawdown, I'm a, I'm a steering committee member of Homer Drawdown. We're a community organization. We're dedicated to enabling local projects that have an effect on drawing down the amount of carbon in the atmosphere. These projects often have a broad reaching community benefits and um, this year we've selected non motorized transportation as our project so. um, Like you said, we already made significant progress with trail improvements in town and we'll probably talk about that later and helping affect positive changes in the transportation plan but. Anyway, we're going to start talking about bike month and bike to work week so. Oh, and also we did, um, we're working with the Homer Cycling Club, Kathleen, to update the Homer Shares the Road campaign. And we can talk about that a little more later as well. Definitely don't want to miss out on that. Um, so, uh, coming up for Bike to Work Week, uh, the first thing that we'll have is uh, Bike to Work Week is Monday the 15th to the 19th. Okay, and the first thing that we're going to have to help motivate folks to bike, we're going to have an Energizer booth at WKFL Park from 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. on Monday. We'll have coffee, snacks, and bacon. So you can stop by on your way to work and you can get energized. And at that point, we'll also, yeah, bacon and fresh bacon. So you should be able to smell that on your way there. Oh, um, and if you're now vegetarian. I understand
0: why the bacon. Because from a block away, <laughs> you will know that the Energizer booth is under operation.
2: Everything is better with bacon. Okay, if you're a vegetarian, we'll have other snacks and we'll have coffee as well. So, um, if that happens, at that point,
0: yeah, tell me that's at WKFL Park, right? And it's from seven thirty to nine thirty every morning from the fifteenth through. 19th, uh, we're just going to do that.
2: It? We're just going to do that on Monday to get people motivated on Monday.
0: Oh, right. And I know and then, um, the final day is my favorite. The smoothie <laughs> bike.
2: Yes. And I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, also, go ahead. there's a couple <laughs> of things in, in between. So when you're there Monday, you will want to pick up a bike bingo card. And you can also print these out online. They're available at homercyclingclub.org or homerdrawdown.info. And so these bike bingo cars, it's just a game you can play while you're bike. Well, maybe not while you're biking, but after you get to work, you can check off things you've seen, things like are done, like biked in the rain, saw a moose while you were biking, added air to your tires, rode in the sunshine, rode through a puddle, et cetera. All these things, and you can check them off. And then keep that bike bingo card with you through the week, and I'll tell you where you can turn that in. That's going to be turned in either, well, I'll just tell you, Thursday night, which is the next event, you can turn in your bike bingo card there. We're having a movie night at Homer Theater. We'll have Filmed by Bike, it's called. It's a touring film festival. It features the world's best bike movies. These are adventure short films from independent filmmakers across the world And it's only 10 bucks, And that's at 6 o'clock on Thursday. You could turn in your bike bingo card there. Or the next thing is Friday, like you mentioned at WKFL Park, after work, Friday, we'll have a smoothie bike set up. So you can stop by and refresh yourself with a nice smoothie before biking home. Let me check the time on that. That is... um...
0: I've got 4.30 to 6.30. Is it the whole time?
2: Correct. 4.30 to 6.30 is when we'll be there. That bike
0: bike has cut my hair before.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope to see you there then on Friday or Monday or both. Um, And at that point, you can uh, turn in your bike bingo card off. Also, we're going to have a little drawing to win some prizes there uh, for the people who have uh, done the bike bingo. So there's a lot going on next week.
0: Well, that sounds great and I like starting with the party just so people right off the bat in the show people know there's going to be all kinds of fun things to do. But I do want to talk uh, more about what you were alluding to at first, which is drawdown and its mission and how do you organize people to make change and make the play and make our roads more accessible. To people on foot and to people on bikes, and I'm going to ask anybody who wants to weigh in on that. But Adele, will you start, and then we'll come back
1: around to Dale. Sure thing. Um, you know, mostly it's getting people together and getting inspired by each other's ideas, putting ideas out there, and then things uh, just start to develop. So this this drawdown solution, non-motorized transportation, I think we started talking about it uh, in early 2022, and you know, there's a monthly meeting that you can go to. Um, and I'm sure you can find more um, on uh, Drawdown's website, which is homerdrawdown.info. And then folks have gotten together. We had kind of some basic strategies. You know, one was to kind of change behavior, which I think Bike to Work Week and May is May is Bike Month are ways of encouraging people to, uh, you know, drive less, leave their bikes, and walk and bike around the community. That really is probably the the best thing that people can do. You know, being visible in the street, enjoying the ways our trails that we do have, improving, you know, being present on the sidewalks that we do have, being being kind of part of um, just a community that sees each other. And then we've also talked a lot about changing policy. So the Drawdown group has really worked with the city of Homer um, and informed the transportation plan. And you see a lot of people, you know, wanting to have connected trails, wanting to have safe crossings at roads. And and that's everybody. That's not just people who You are told
0: me that- you dealt with that this
1: morning coming in. Right. I, w- I did as I walked down. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go talk about walking, so I better not drive to a meeting about walking. Um, and I crossed the crosswalk here just in front of KBBI, and two people drove through the crosswalk as I was standing there, and one was a high school student who was clearly texting on his telephone. Um <laughs> You know, which we, we we have to kind of do better and, and change and so well just so
0: we're not knocking teenagers exclusively, let me just own up because when that first came in, when that crosswalk right above KBBI first came in, I remember blowing right past the kid, Oh look, there's Brenda Dolma waving at me. <laughs> Hi Brenda. And then I realized I was already a block away. I was she was standing at a crosswalk, a crosswalk where I was supposed to stop. So it's, you know, everybody goes through it. We right. get, you're, you're in your head, you're already to your destination when you're driving, and, uh, and it can happen to anybody. Yeah.
3: So one of the things, um, this is Brad um, talking from the Independent Living Center. Uh, one of the things that Drawdown has done and contributed to this plan is all the community outreach that they have helped the city and Kinney Engineering with, uh, including a kickoff symposium of 65 people in a room talking about what they want the city to look like in terms of transportation networks and what's important. Uh, and one of the things that came up very high in that list was crosswalks as w- what we've just been talking about. Uh, a lot of folks were saying, hey, can we get those yellow flashing beacons to warn people that somebody wants to cross the road?
0: Or at least not have trees where you're standing which to start your cross. Yeah, yep. right.
3: there's, <laughs> I- there's ideas about signs on both sides of the street so that you can be thinking, hey, there might be somebody crossing on the other side that I can think about. One of the cool things about the outreach that was done for the transportation plan is that uh, the city and the Independent Living Center spent a lot of time talking to taxi operators, big truck haulers, Mm -hmm. uh, the senior center, individuals with disabilities, and to, to our surprise somewhat is that they all wanted flashing beacon crosswalks, including the taxi drivers, including the truck drivers. That they recognize that, hey, we need to make this pedestrian corridors safe for everybody, and and that's uh, cool.
0: Thanks, That's Bradley Parsons from the Independent Living Center. I am gonna be uh, I'm gonna be going directly to you when we start talking about that. I know all of you have been a part of it in terms of of um, the transportation plan, but I'm gonna be coming back to you to lead that. But Dale. Banks, I wanted to make sure that I haven't left you out in this uh, this topic of how Drawdown organizes within the community, specifically towards safe roads and trails.
2: Yeah, thanks, Kathleen. Um, what I did want to mention is that you, you asked kind of how we organize people, and we meet, we meet monthly. We have, um, well, we're, we've gone back to in-person meetings now. Our next one is... Um, going to be June 14th, we're meeting at the college. But the way we choose projects, and this is not our first project, our first project was uh, Peatland Protection Education, and we completed that one, and the community actually picked this non-motorized transportation project among several proposals. So we work from a book, called drawdown that uh, has a hundred solutions in it and we look at those solutions and pair them down to five to ten and vote on those the ones that are most applicable to the local community and that's how we figure out our projects and so and the way we keep moving on it is with these monthly meetings and we break break it down into working groups some of us work on more on bikes and some work on trails and some work on you know advocacy and working with the city of homer so That's kind of how we're organized, Kathleen. To answer that.
0: Thanks so much. And I think Melanie is on line one. Melanie, do you read me? Yes. Go. Go ahead.
4: So, I think I think this is all really important. And thinking about the flashing lights, I don't know what the cost for that would be, but I've seen in Sitka they had, and I think they faded away, but there was definite. it looked like cobblestones in a different color at crosswalks, So it was really obvious in Portland, Oregon, they have green painted in areas on the road, on the asphalt. And so that could be a less expensive way to indicate where crosswalks are. If people say, no, we
0: can't have lights, it's too much. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks so much, Melanie. And anybody who has a comment or a question for the panel, can call 907-235-7721. Or you can email Kathleen at kbbi.org. And we'll get your question asked and answered. But I want to turn my attention to Chief Robel for a little while. Chief Mark Robel from the Homer Police Department. We talked about you, just a short course in bike safety from the perspective of Homer Police.
5: Well, thanks. Bike safety is is uh, something that's always a concern of ours. As we do see a few accidents every year involving a vehicle and a bicyclist,
0: and probably many near misses.
5: Yes, probably many near misses that aren't reported to us. And I'd also like to uh, throw in a little pitch for uh, pedestrian safety as well as we as we go through this. But anyway, the for me, bicyclists need to uh, remember to follow the rules of the road when they're on the road um wear wear some good bright clothing reflectors are great and a and a, a must addition if you're riding at night uh for bicyclists at night rear reflectors and front reflectors are critical and they should have a form of artificial illumination off the front end of that bike at in hours of darkness motorists need to remember that bicyclists have an absolute right to be on the roadway. Statistics tell us that it is safer for bicyclists to be on the roadway versus on a uh, unconnected path, trail, or sidewalk.
0: Oh, that surprises me.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, it's well proven. Um, so motorists need to, need to remember that. Uh, motorists are very good at watching for other vehicles but when it gets to be something smaller than another vehicle, it's, it seems to be harder for motorists to keep track of those things. Motorbikes, motorcycles, bicyclists, and pedestrians are all a lot smaller than a vehicle. so. Our, our drivers need to pay attention to things like that. Up here, we have moose, too. And so, so everyone's watching for moose, but it's... Well, I
0: can't, I can't convince the moose to wear garish neon colors. But
5: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but bike fashion is
0: really designed to be... So you're designed to be seen.
5: Yes. Uh, bicyclists should, should be on the roadway. It's the safest place for them. They should stay on the right-hand side of the lane, but not all the way off on the shoulder where they become less visible. They should have those bright clothings on, and they need to uh, pay attention and follow the rules of the road. That means stopping at stop signs, stopping at intersections before proceeding, uh, signaling for turns left or right, and uh, and just being a a good driver is what's going to help save lives and, and avoid those accidents. The problems with the, the bike paths, the trails, the sidewalks that are off the side of the road, uh, one of the areas where we see the most accidents is when a bicyclist is going down the sidewalk and comes to a driveway that they have to cross, and bicyclists seldom stop and it's a place where vehicles are not paying the most attention so that's a that's an area for accidents that they just seem to be waiting to happen there sometimes thankfully we we didn't have anyone seriously injured last year but we did have a couple of uh uh, bumps let's say there were there were some accidents two of them that i recall uh pedestrians uh people should realize that when pedestrian is in a Crosswalk that pedestrian has the right of way in the crosswalk, and they need to stop. It's a law, and uh, we are going to enforce that law every time we see a violation of it. Uh, but we'd much rather it doesn't go there. We want people to be aware of this.
0: I know theoretically, we could fund the entire town center at a crosswalk. Yeah, <laughs>
5: exactly. <laughs> You know, but that's not the approach. No, no. Homer's a community where we need to keep it safe for everyone, for bicyclists, for pedestrians and for just just everyone out there. Kids playing in the roadway sometimes. Yeah, they shouldn't be there, but it happens. So uh, especially in those residential areas, we need to be extra careful for for children.
0: Chief, I would like to I've got Wes online, too. I'm going to come back to you because Wes, do you read me? Wes, Oh no, back to you, Chief. <laughs> Wes, call back, and I'll get you. I'll get you back on on air.
5: And <laughs> uh, one other thing I'd like to point out is, is sometimes the people that have the biggest problem with s- safety, vehicles versus pedestrians and bicyclists, are those guys that are on the road all the time. I've had uh, more conversations with commercial vehicle operators over bike safety than any other group of people, and some of them tr- tend to develop an attitude that they're on the road and and they have the right of way, and they do in some situations, but not always. They do have to yield the right of way to bicycles.
0: Well, it's it's a lot harder to be seen these days, with especially if you're talking about commercial vehicles that are sitting up so high. It can be it can be tough. Even with com- with regular trucks that people own,
5: yeah, you, know, you can get in the blind spot. That's an excellent point. So bicyclists need to uh, operate defensively and, and be aware that they're not always oh. visible. Some, some vehicles, especially the larger the truck is, they have bad blind spots and they just can't see you. So we all have to be careful out there.
0: Hey, I think Kim is on line one. Kim, do you read me?
4: yes hi thank you all so much for um, being on kbbi and uh, talking about this really important
0: subject oh thanks a lot do you have a question or a comment for the panel anything you want to know um i just have a comment um i am a
4: bicyclist pedestrian motorist all of those things so i know what it's like to be in all roles and as someone who does a lot of biking to get around i consider myself maybe a bold cyclist where i will take that lane um though i always am aware that motorists may not be seeing me i just want to point out that our town is very much the infrastructure here is set up for motor vehicles um as the primary form of transportation and so As a walker or a biker, you're having to navigate a car-dominated world, uh, which is challenging. And sometimes it's not easy to follow the rules exactly and be safe. And the stripes rub off and the shoulder is dirty and motorists don't always know the laws. So I just want to encourage everybody through this kind of growing, pain time where we're trying to help make this town more non-motorist friendly to operate cooperatively because the infrastructure challenges are so huge and so expensive, I don't think we should count on those
0: alone to be the solution. Well, thanks, Kim. I really appreciate your call. It makes me think of something that Adele Pearson was talking about in uh, when we were talking before the show, which is we're even dealing with uh, street design where Pioneer Avenue is kind of designed to go faster than. Tw- can you elaborate that
1: so it's not coming out of me? Sure. <laughs> um, you know, if, if you look at Pioneer Avenue, it's got a speed limit of 25 miles an hour. But you know, even I who who love to walk and love to bike and and know what it's like on the other side. When I'm driving along Pioneer, it's hard not to go 35 miles an hour because it's really designed. It's designed with almost like highway standards, really wide shoulders, really wide open vistas. And so as a, you know, as a as a driver, you're like a, a good human. You're doing the best you can at whatever you're doing that you day. You are a
0: good human. And you're like driving. <laughs>
1: you're like, oh, I'm a good driver. And so you kind of naturally go up to the way the streets designed. So there's a certain amount of like, um, it, it's almost like you're like a little pebble along a stream and you're going to flow with the way that is. So it's difficult. Like our crosswalks too are really long. You know, when a, a person comes to a crosswalk, it takes them like, uh, it's probably like seven seconds, which feels like an eternity when you're waiting for them. So you look at, at places that are starting to redesign and like Kim said, you know, these are big infrastructure changes and, and they don't come cheaply and they're, you have to kind of commit to them over a long haul, but you can start to have like bump outs where it's just you're crossing two lanes instead of that third... Turn lane, and you know, there's ways of slowing traffic where you just naturally would go 25. Um, it kind of part of the transportation plan, I think, will to ha- have some of those traffic calming measures. That uh, like there's places where we want to speed. You know, I don't, I don't want to, or not speed, but I want to drive to an Anchorage at 65 miles an hour. But along Pioneer, when we talk about like a really robust business district, too, and you want, you know, tourists to come and to walk around and to cross the streets so they can go from Northwind to Art Shop Gallery. It, it, it's kind of, it's some, there's some people that call it like a strode. It's not a street. It's not a road. It's not quite like a thoroughfare. It's not quite, and that's some of the design changes that we really have to like look at and work at and, and change over time. So Wes is back,
0: I think. Wes, do you read me? Are you there? Hello, Wes. This has been a fun game to play with Wes <laughs> all morning. So I'm, let's see if you're possibly on line one. Wes, do you read me? All right, Wes, I'm not sure what's what's happening here, but I have now lost you three times. Um, maybe you can email a question to Kathleen at kbbi.org. Um, or... Try again, and we'll try and get you. Mm -hmm. But I'm so sorry I interrupted you guys because this is all such good talk. I want to make sure that I don't uh, short you, Chief Roble, uh, in terms of the bike safety tips that you've come to share. Is there anything on your list that we really didn't get to? I mean, we have another half hour, but
5: still. Uh, No, you know, I think I I covered the high points, that's for sure. Um, It's one other thing perhaps would be a mindset that you have when you get in your vehicle to start out your day. You know, we all put our seatbelts on hopefully and uh, we prepare to drive and we look behind us, we back up, we get out in the, in the roadway and proceed on our course to wherever we're going. But something we should be doing is going through a little mental checklist in our mind. Okay i'm going to the store it's a trip i've made a thousand times uh, but i still have to remember i might encounter something unique today on my way to the store it might be a bicyclist in the roadway it might be a pedestrian crossing where they're not supposed to cross with and they're outside of a out of a crosswalk i still have to be careful for things like that it's almost time for baby moose exactly baby mooses will be popping out any day now there's you have to keep your mind sharp, your your eyes open, and pay attention to your environment and what you're doing. I, I can't stress that enough. And I, I just a short follow-up. Adele mentioned um, problems with Pioneer being designed, perhaps to for a higher speed limit. Um, I I could see that point. I, I'm a firm advocate in traffic calming measures. If you look, think about the new, uh, relatively new road that. A grub stake built in front of the police station. It's got some curves built in and that's a That's a traffic calming measure we'd like to see that in in all of our new road designs and We'll keep watching that for that um, you know, unfortunately in Alaska um, Things that can really help like speed bumps Also can be an impediment to effective snow removal. So true enough. Yeah, we we can't we can't use them where wherever we want to right. Um But there are some other measures that road designers can use, and whenever I'm looking at a new uh, subdivision plan, I'm keeping that in mind, and that's one thing I'll comment on.
0: Oh, thanks for making that point. Now, fingers crossed, everybody. Wes, do you read me? All right. Now they're just messing with me. (laughs) Okay, so, oh, Dale Banks... I want to bring you back into this conversation because the, let me find it. There's the Homer Shares the Road update. And I was wondering if, since we've been talking bike safety, that it might be time to talk about Homer Shares the Road and this terrific flyer that I have up and I'm looking at. Where can everybody find this? And can you talk a little bit about the, the update for Homer Shares the Road?
2: Yeah, I can. And um, actually, I I was just about to make another comment, another brief comment, kind of tying back to what Kim had said when she called in about um, everyone kind of understanding that our roads aren't the best for biking. But um, it just occurred to me that, I mean, a lot of people really don't bike uh, either ever or very often around town. But next week is a great opportunity to just get on your bike and see what it's like from a biking perspective. And once you do that, I think you're going to have a better understanding of when you're driving in your car and you see a biker, what they're dealing with kind of on a day-to-day, the people that bike a lot. So I just kind of wanted to mention that. It's a great opportunity. I'd love to see city council biking to work next week. You know, everybody a lot of decision makers in town and then um, commercial drivers if you have an opportunity just get out on a bike and bike through town so anyway i wanted to mention that homer shares the road um it was a project that the homer cycling club did years ago to promote it's a campaign just promoting safety on the roads and sharing the roads so that everyone recognizes kind of what we're talking about. The roads aren't just for motorized vehicles, they're for pedestrians, they're for bikers and everything. And so uh, the Homer cycling club um, sponsored um, the second round working with Homer drawdown of kind of uh, redoing this, this campaign. And so we've got some ads in the paper uh, weekly. We've got um, PSAs going on um, your radio station there. And We've got the flyers and we've got bumper stickers and little stickers. Those are available at Cook Inlet Keeper. They'll, they'll be available to pick up at the um, Energizer booths Monday and Friday. We'll have materials there for folks if they want to grab a bumper sticker to help uh, you know, spread the word about sharing the road. They're pretty cool. We've got the traditional yellow and black ones, and we've got some more colorful ones this year as well. Um, so yeah, it's basically just a campaign exactly about bike safety, pedestrian safety and and what to do as a as a driver best practices.
1: That's so great Dale and I you know I just want to say I was involved in that first campaign, and it was really the police department who helped, um, they were a a significant part. It just talks about everybody's responsibilities, you know, pedestrians have a responsibility to, to be seen, to, to be, to walk defensively. Cyclists, as the chief was saying, have a responsibility also to be seen, to, to follow the rules of the road, and people who are driving have a responsibility. So it's, it's a great way, and to kind of Kim's point, it'll take a while to build infrastructure where there's, connected sidewalks or bike lanes. Um, And meanwhile, what we can do is is work cooperatively and and think about the safety of everybody in our community. Well, speaking of public service announcements... (laughs) The Homer Cycling Club and the Homer Shares the Road campaign would like to remind listeners to be respectful of all road user groups on our busy summer roads. When biking, ride on the right with the flow of traffic, stop at stop signs, and signal turns. When walking or running, move against the flow of traffic and clearly signal to use a crosswalk. When driving, yield to those in crosswalks and know that bicycles are legally allowed in the road. No matter which way you transport yourself, make eye contact and be courteous. Thanks for doing your part in making Homer a safer and more enjoyable place to live. That's Alder Snow for
0: sure. And uh, I want to make sure... That I'm not leaving anybody out because I w- I'm, we're about to get down and dirty with the transportation plan <laughs> and But I want to know is there anything chief roble that you feel like needs to to cap this conversation on safety Like have we missed anything on your list?
5: Oh, I think I've got <laughs> my list pretty well covered Um I see we'll hopefully have time to take a few calls. <laughs>
0: yes, they just from reset Wes. they have just <laughs> reset the uh, to know what like the to phones. Yeah. <laughs> right now, now it's just it's gonna be such a letdown when we finally hear from him. Uh, but no Wes, keep believing. <laughs> because
1: because
0: <laughs> they're resetting the phone server right now. Or you can email Kathleen at kbbi.org, and we can get your question asked. So right this minute, let's take a brief one minute. Mm-hmm dance break and we'll get our heads together this is coffee table you're listening to kbbi homer am 890 and k201 ao seward 88.1 fm dale banks and adele person from drawdown bradley parsons from the independent living center and chief mark roble from the homer police department we'll be right back
4: we can leave your friends behind cuz you're friends- Young
0: Bike to work week well it's coming up in just a few days so we're all getting ready making the proper preparations for bike to work week which is starting on the 15th through the 19th and if you homercyclingclub.org homer drawdown uh All these places you'll be able to find good information about all the things we've been talking about today and of course at the end of this hour we'll review it all one more time but I want to get into that Homer transportation plan the city's plan and Bradley Parsons first before you get into the plan please talk a little bit about your stake in it as as uh, someone from the independent living center
3: absolutely absolutely so uh, the independent living center is uh, s- partnering some with the city and Kinney Engineering. The, the city came to us and asked, would you like to be involved with this? Because we have a unique perspective. We work with seniors and individuals with disabilities.
0: And transportation is, is hugely important oh, and is such
3: a problem. It is central to their lives for many individuals. Uh, and not only is it central to their lives, but the largest barriers, which are often very small, impact these individuals more so Uh, and so you can think about one of the good examples is that if you're at uh, the pharmacy at Safeway and you need to go to the post office what's the route you're going to take well a lot of people are going to get in their cars because they don't feel comfortable crossing Heath Street and more to that point there's not curb cuts uh, available to get across the street and as other individuals have identified there's no crosswalk there Uh, so people don't feel safe Right, So it's sort of like that little section is a microcosm writ large of how we're thinking about transportation and mobility in the city of Homer.
0: At some point, I want to bring the chief in on that, because that intersection, I'll bet that's where 90% of the teenagers in this town, I'm back on those teenagers again, have their first fender bender or person. You've got the bank, the post office, the library, you're coming in off Sterling Highway. That appears to me to be the most dangerous part of of trying to navigate your way around town.
3: Which is really neat, because that speaks to the transportation plan as it's uh, being written. This is a comprehensive transportation plan. Often transportation plans will be like, how do we deal with vehicles? And then we'll consider pedestrians and cyclists in a non-motorized plan later down the road. And instead, this plan brings everybody together, and one of the central questions is, where are our conflict zones? You know, as Chief Roble was talking about, sidewalks are not as safe for a cyclist because there's an increase in conflict zones with driveways and turning movements, you know. So where are those places in the city uh, where those conflict zones exist? And where are the places where people want to go to get from A to B so you can start designing a network that's all ages and abilities by design? recognizes where enhanced crosswalks, perhaps they're colored bricks, uh, like our earlier caller had said, or uh, you know, flashing lights, uh, where you can sort of allow coexistence to occur uh, a little bit safer and a little bit kinder.
0: Thanks, that's Bradley Parsons from the Independent Living Center. I do want to ask Adele Person, Are there? Uh, how are you, uh, and m- maybe you can speak for drawdown on this, how are you engaging with the transportation plan and what's, I forgive my ignorance, but what's the timeline on this plan? Like what happens to it and, and when? <laughs> it must be an ongoing thing.
1: Yeah, I mean Drawdown's been very engaged just as a way of, of reaching out to the community. One of the things we advocated for was um, to have online ways of, of, of giving information like, oh, this crosswalk is really challenging or I wish there was a trail here. And so there was really a huge amount of community um, feedback given to the designers of this plan. Um, And then, you know, just being uh, a place where we're having those conversations about what makes a good walkable and bikeable community and, and having the sort of the language and the knowledge to inform the transportation plan working with the city. This is, you know, people have been wanting Homer to be a walkable and bikeable city for so long, and this is such a tremendous opportunity, so we're just really building on um, on that desire. You know, when, when people talk about their favorite recreation activity, it's usually just going outside for a walk, so it's really dear to all of our hearts, and then as far as the timeline, I think I should turn to Brad here.
3: Yeah, I can speak to the timeline, uh, and uh, so in the fall is when the city and Kinney Engineering, along with Drawdown and the Independent Living Center, started doing community outreach. Uh, And that community outreach included uh, surveys that Adele was referring to, and there were 300 surveys, which is a lot. Uh, And then there was an online mapping component where people could go to a website, mark a specific place in Homer that they didn't like, and offer a potential solution. And there were 500 individual comments there alone. Uh, But there was also meetings at the high school where we learned a lot, at the senior center, uh, at the Rotary Health Fair. Um, So all through fall, we were gathering comments and information from the public. This winter, we started trying to organize those comments and try to figure out what is it that the city, uh, what the community really wants to see, and how can we use the best transportation practices now to match that vision Uh, and make things safe for all ages and abilities how we can, and all user groups, really. So we're to the point now where we are very close to having a draft that's going to be available to the public to provide comment. That's going to happen, look early June, listen to KBBI, check on Facebook, there'll be a big push for about a month-long public comment period. There will also be at least one community gathering, uh, probably shared with Drawdown, uh, so that people can weigh in again on what they see uh, coming out of that plan. Uh, Once that public period is over, so we're talking late summer, early fall, uh, we'll start working through the the process of actually getting it to city council and the planning commission uh, and doing sort of the more formal uh, aspects. Okay, here we go, into the
0: void. Kirsten is on line one. Kirsten, are you there? Yes, I am. Yay, go ahead, Kirsten. Oh, I'm a little back here.
4: Okay. Um, I was just wondering, does Homer have uh, driver's education and pedestrian education classes for junior high and high school uh, people,
0: kids? Thanks, Kirsten. I have that question, too, on my list. Where do you go to learn about the bike safety? Where are those? Where's that information? Uh, so the Safe and Healthy Kids Fair, I'm guessing there was some of that going on with the bike rodeo and such.
1: Yep. But, that's for younger kids there. And then maybe Dale can uh, share. There is actually going to be a bike safety class on. Uh... Dale Banks, do you have that info?
2: Oh my gosh, I forgot the bike safety class. Go for it. <laughs> that is on Saturday, May 20th, 10 to noon. That's going to be Haley Norris, and she's an experienced bicyclist uh, around town. And that's going to be geared for adults. Um, not younger kids, but adults that have biked around, but just want to learn more about how to be safe when you're commuting to town. That's Saturday, May twentieth, ten to noon at the college.
1: And it's going to be a great opportunity. You know, Haley has a lot of like really, really local knowledge. So She's you're also be... an
0: amazing KBBI DJ. Right. Just, We're just going to, be to be talking
1: have that. about like specific challenges, specific intersections, and kind of how to how to be a, a really clear but defensive um, bicyclist in our conditions. Uh, and then, you know, the bike rodeo for littler kids sort of teaches some of those basic things. There's a lot of information online, too, um, but it, maybe it's something that we could look at more. Oh, excellent. And I,
0: I was wondering, the, the caller was talking about uh, kids. Who goes does someone who goes into the schools to train? I don't know if we
1: have a whole lot of driver's education classes,
5: Chief. Uh, there, there isn't as many uh, driver education classes as there used to be. You might remember, uh, well, when I was a kid, that was a heck of a long time ago, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a real formal driver education class in our high school at the time.
0: Right. There is not any longer?
5: Uh, uh, not like it used to be. So
0: it's all just kids learning how to drive a stick on the frozen, on Lake, on Beluga
3: Lake when it's frozen. That's how, <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: so many people have told me that's where they learned how to take a skid. That's, that's funny. That's <laughs>
3: So I can I can do an anecdotal. Go ahead, uh, Bradley. So my son uh, goes to West Homer Elementary, and they walked chess club at the library, and uh, the first time that they crossed at the the crosswalk, uh, the light signal at Main, he said uh, they waited until the white per the white light person went away and the countdown started so that they could start running across and I explained that's not how we do it. We <laughs> the the signal is when you can go. Uh, which reminds me of how it'd be really cool if the schools could do sort of walking education and do it in the community uh, and, and get outside and encourage that sort of uh, interactive learning.
0: Excellent. Now, I just got an email to Kathleen at kbbi.org from Wayne, and we all see Wayne on his bike all over this town. <laughs> and, but he has brought up an interesting point that I'd like to hear from you guys on regarding crosswalks he says it's a, just a technical point that Alaska is a yield to pedestrians and crosswalks, not a stop to for pedestrians and crosswalks. Do you believe, is that so? Like I see you look at each other, there's something going on there. Can you? Is that a myth that needs busting or is that is that so?
5: I but believe the
3: language in the statute does say yield. And I will say uh, to that point, the, the language doesn't really matter <laughs> because the pedestrian has the right of way and the vehicle must yield or right, stop. Right,
0: pedestrians always have the right of way. That's they still do. true, right, from that's my driver's e- head exactly class. exactly right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's certainly, you know, s- sometimes in in this kind of w- work, there are, there are uh, laws maybe even at the state level that would be helpful. You know, you can have, um, like, a three-way passing zone or a three-way passing around bicyclists. So there's work that has to be done, at advocacy work at, at that you know, high, higher legislative levels. But the, the main thing is really that we just want to be safe with our neighbors. And if a full stop at a crosswalk is what's going to do it, that's what we all should do regardless of whether the word says yield or stop. And
0: well, I think the, the point he's making is that legally all a driver has to do is not hit the pedestrian <laughs> and then – but uh, – he's asking but perhaps this is something that needs to be changed, like in terms of statute.
3: There's a number of statewide uh, statutes that that could be changed or added, Uh, certainly clarifying this language would be good for crosswalks. But also e-bikes right now in Alaska are not categorized as bicycles, even though most states in the nation do. So for instance, you have to be 14, I believe, in the state of Alaska to legally ride an e-bike. and it, it is one of those strange sort of laws that's been on the books for a while. They tried to figure it out early on when it was like, hey, these e-bikes are new. What are we going to do? right? So so that's a legal place to go. Uh, also, safe passing laws for cyclists and vulnerable users. Tell me users. what that means. So in a lot of states around the nation, they have a, a number of feet that are required for a vehicle to provide a vulnerable user. So that could be a bicyclist a pedestrian, a, a user of a wheelchair, you know, uh, kids, uh, typically it's three to five feet. And it just puts it into to state statute so that Chief Roble and his team can say, hey, that car passed way too close. And uh, so it, it puts a figure there that sort of we can agree to. Yeah.
1: Oh, Go ahead, Adele. You know, just... Just as um, someone was saying about the experiencing what it's like to bike and walk around and particularly taking this month's opportunity, you know, sometimes we d- we don't have road shoulders or those road shoulders have a lot of gravel on them or they're punctuated by, by holes. And so you end up kind of needing to to ride uh, in, you know, maybe you're riding to the right of that lane sort of thing. And, and that feeling of not having a place to go, The you know, the cars try to stay in their lane as well, too. But we just... We don't have the infrastructure that gives everybody tons of extra room and have to kind of, um, you know, be graceful with well, each other. Well, that
0: was my big issue when I first got to town. I got on, I moved here from Key West. The bike was my main source of transportation. Cars were a liability, so I got on a bike and I headed out East Road, and and that that was before any trail was there at all. And I learned very quickly that there's nowhere to go if you're getting for in a lot of places if you're getting forced off. So the trail that goes out to Cachemac Drive, as far as Cachemac Drive, was a fantastic change, like so much for the good of this community. And and it leads me into my segue, because we're about 10 minutes out now, and I don't want to miss talking about the Homer Trails Alliance, because I do, I, I want to hear everything you got to say about keeping the roads safe in town, but... When you're going further afield and you're out on the trails, I want to make sure we include that in the conversation. I have plenty of friends up West Hill who walk that trail to get all the way to town, even in the winter sometimes. So, uh, Adele Person, can I start with you in terms of the Homer Trails Alliance?
1: Are you a member? I am. I'm on the board there. And the Homer Trails Alliance um, is, you know, trying to create a connected community and definitely working on that bigger picture recreational trails, you know, like Reber is what you're talking about, a lot of focus on the Baycrest Trails area, and this kind of like transportation part and these, you know, recreational trails in in our greater Homer area, certainly we have... We're developing these big visions for how those could be a, uh, you know, a, an area-wide connected greenway um, system where people could walk from their place on West Hill into town and navigate the grocery store and post office all safely. Um, you can meet the Homer Trails Alliance. There's going to be a, a friend raiser at Alice's Champagne Palace on June 7th, where they'll present a lot of the maps and the things that they've been working on. There's a lot of volunteer opportunities to work on trails. Um, I think this summer, a big push to do some boardwalk work in the Baycrest. Um, you know, there by the Homer demonstration. Forest and another opportunity, both for Drawdown and the Homer Trails Alliance. You know, we have this wonderful Homer Steps Up effort right now through the hospital. It's encouraging people to get their ten thousand steps to be healthy and active, and uh, so you can join either. Uh, I think Drawdown has a Drawdown Drive Less team if you want to sort of walk and bike on that team, and Homer Trails Alliance has one there too. And those are just kind of great um, ways to get out in our community. Uh, and there's another event, too, somebody emailed me about as well on May 22nd. There's a sober cycle that's meeting up at the uh, pavilion there behind Pier One Theater. So just kind of a lot of opportunities to to walk and bicycle in your community, enjoy, you know, why we live here. Like oh, at the head of the water trail. Yeah, that's right. That's where.
0: I forgot about the water trail. I don't want to leave them out. Thank you for including. Now... We've come to that time where I want to go back around to everyone. Dale Banks, I'm going to end with you because I would like for you to say whatever you like. There's a hot mic. But also to remind people of what's happening over the next few days so that we leave people with that kind of information fresh in their mind. But uh, I'd like to start with Bradley Parsons from the Independent Living Center. What's on your list that went unsaid or that you feel like needs a little more information?
3: Uh, just a reminder, I think, so that you can read this plan coming out in early June. That's the, uh, the transportation that plan. That is the comprehensive transportation plan. Right.
0: So when you say comprehensive, that means
3: motorized and non-motorized, as you were pointing out earlier. All at the same time, there's going to be a section on transit as well and possibilities is, is Homer getting to the point where public transit might come in. And maybe that's a, a way to bring this to the drawdown discussion as well. Uh, the traffic data that was collected along Spit Road, last year showed that there were 817,000 vehicle trips on Spit Road just from uh, during summer memorial day to labor day and that equates roughly to 3.8 miles driven by largely passenger vehicles and when you start start thinking about the climate impacts even the economic impacts of of that uh, sort of uh, endeavor you start thinking hey it might be it might be wise to put in a public transit system uh, to to help get people out there and back.
0: Well, thanks. That's Bradley Parsons from the Independent Living Center. Chief Roble, anything, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with people?
5: I think uh, safety is always a choice, and it's a choice we have to plan for, we have to prepare for, and we have to think about all the time. So I, I encourage people to treat it that way. Um, think about it. What you're about to do and how you can make sure it it stays safe for yourself and for the folks you might encounter.
0: Thanks so much. That's Chief Mark Robel from the Homer Police Department. How about Adele Person from Drawdown and Parts Unknown? <laughs> well, actually, you're a known quantity in this town. So, but uh, speaking for Drawdown or just as an individual, what would you like to leave people with?
1: Um, you know, whether it's through Homer Trails Alliance or Drawdown or or um, the Running Club, the Cycling Club, just Take this month to get walking and biking. Like the snow has almost finally relented, and we've all lived in this beautiful place, really to be part of you know seeing the moose and the trees, um, and I think we experience that a lot more. You know, you you can hear the robins and the and and see your neighbors. Like when I'm on my you know walking around, I get to wave at people going through the crosswalks by me. Um, <laughs> it's just a it's a wonderful way of. Of experiencing your community and meeting each other and it's uh, this is the month to kind of you know get your bike out and pump those tires and enjoy the day
0: yeah there's uh,
1: so there are plenty there are plenty of
0: places to get a bike does drawdown or does anyone have like local regular or periodic maintenance clinics
1: We've talked about that some, uh, I think we'll do, s- the, the bike safety class have, we have these great bike businesses here in oh, town, yeah. both, you know, psychological here on Pioneer and um, uh, Homer saw and Cycle. Homerson Cycle over there and at the base of the Spit. Um, those guys can tune up bikes and give you information, um, sell bikes too. You know, we have a, a bike rental program out on the Spit, which is a great way for folks to... Yeah, next week it would be a good time to try that out, see
0: how the bike rental thing works.
1: Absolutely. Exactly.
0: So, Dale Banks, would you like to add anything else, but also can you remind people of the stuff that's going to be happening happening the 15th through the 19th?
2: Yeah, definitely. I did have a couple things to add real quickly. Go um ahead. First, on the Homer drawdown, I wanted to give a shout-out thank you to 100 Men Homer, which is um, kind of a, a – Gary Thomas Philanthropic um, Honor uh, Group. They meet quarterly and um, donate money to local nonprofits. And we were just awarded the 100 Men Homer funds um, this last meeting. And uh, we're super excited about that. The steering committee is going to be um, deciding specifically how to spend that money. But I wanted to give a big uh, thank you to that group for supporting us. Um, and then quickly, uh, in response to a comment uh, Brad made, there is a, an e-bike law, House Bill 8, and there's a corresponding Senate bill that is in the legislature currently to establish class 1, 2, and 3 e-bikes in the state of Alaska. So that is actually being addressed. Um, for biking to work week, actually, there's one more thing. Go ahead. The Homer, Homer Drawdown is working with the state DOT to make a park and bike lot at McClay and East End Road, right where the flashing light is, where the um, bike path crosses. There's a little DOT lot there, and um, the DOT is interested in converting that into a park and bike location. So East Enders that are listening, you will have a place to drive into town with your bike on your bike rack, and you can stop a few miles out of town and bike the rest of the way on our bike path. Now, it's not there yet. It's not going to be there for Bike to Work Week, but just keep your heads up for that. Keep your eyes open for that. That's pretty exciting. Next week, the 15th to the 19th, starting Monday, we have an Energizer booth at WKFL Park, 7.30 to 9.30. Stop by for snacks, coffee, and bacon.
0: Follow the smell of bacon.
2: Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Then keep biking every day, and then you'll get to Thursday. The 18th at the Homer Theater at 6 p.m. We have the Filmed by Bike movies. Those are going to be awesome. They're all adventure films. That's only 10 bucks. That starts at 6 p.m. Um, that's Thursday, Friday. Kathleen's favorite stop by. The smoothie bike will be set up in the afternoon from 4.30 to 6.30 at WKFL Park. So you can come by and have a smoothie on your way home after biking to work. Now, also go- uh, you're oh, go also going to be filling out... Bike bingo cards, you can turn those in. We'll have a drawing on Friday. You can download the bike bingo cards at homercyclingclub.org or homerdrawdown.info. Saturday is a a safe uh, biking class held by Haley Norris. That's going to be at the KPC campus, 10 a.m. to noon on Saturday the 20th.
0: Okay, thanks. That's Dale Banks. Also, everybody, just to remind you, you can go to homerdrawdown or the Homer Cycling Club, and you can get all of this information. Thanks to my guests, Dale Banks, Adele Person, Bradley Parsons, and Chief Mark Roble. I'm Kathleen Gustafson, and this has been The Coffee Table. Everybody have a safe and happy Bike to Work week. Good morning.